Welcome to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the champions who use their positive energy to change the world because your energy really does matter. We are heard internationally on your favorite podcast sites, including Pandora, Spotify, and Apple, where you'll also find a library of all of Robin's shows. And if you live in or happen to be visiting our home base of Charleston, South Carolina, we're also heard Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on the iconic 1250 WTMA with the invaluable assistance of our dear friend and radio legend, John Quincy. And here she is, the namesake of her own show, Robin Berlinski. <laughs> hey, Ron. I'm excited to be here. If you are listening on the radio, remember, we do have a podcast, as Ron mentioned. And make sure you follow me on Instagram, at Robin underscore Berlinski, because there's lots of prizes and giveaways. The prizes have been getting better and more plentiful, I've noticed. They're awesome. I think that's an indication that, uh, and by the way, this is true, a lot of people are listening to this podcast. Very exciting. Uh, and only because of you. Of course. Okay. Thank you, Ron. All right, listen. Uh, I <laughs> no, often people say love this, you too, Ron. No, I often say this, and it's true. Great guests. I always learn something. This next one is no exception. Anna K. Morris is a mindset and journaling coach who is passionate about helping people live lives they love. She believes the answers are always inside each of us, and she teaches journaling as a tool to help you find the real you. It's not nearly as complicated as it can sometimes seem, and Anna has a gift for helping people excavate their own inner truths. Great line. And with journaling, she loves that people walk away empowered to help themselves whenever they need. Anna K. Morris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I have to tell you, Ron, Robin warned me. She said, and Ron, he just has the best radio voice. <laughs> and I am just uh, in awe of both. I'm just like, I just want to listen to you guys talk and you, especially Ron, when you, when, like, at what point did your family say, like, you belong on the radio? You know, it's like, funny. I was, I was laughing about that this morning, and I know this is not part of the show, but I'll tell you. So when I was younger, Please. I talked like this for a long time, mm -hmm. and then, then it started this. <laughs> uh, uh, remember that? Uh, when voice changed? <laughs> yes. voice? Yeah, yeah. And then one day I wound up with this. So I, uh, I jokingly say I was born with it, but I started in the voiceover business. I used to emulate the people I heard on radio, and that's how I started. You I did? Yeah. So oh I, my gosh! I did commercials long I before I ever got into this business. But thank you for asking. It's always nice of I people to say. Love that there. There are a few radio people that I know in my orbit. Three in particular. Mm -hmm. And when I have met them, I was like, "Oh my goodness! Well, you're on the radio, aren't you?" And sure enough, they all were. Oh and I gosh. would say the same thing if I met you at a party, Ron. I would just know. That's well, what you were meant to do. People have often said, I have a face for radio. I'm not sure if that's good or bad. <laughs> I've heard this. <laughs> not about you, but about no, other people. I know, I, I know, mentioned. I know. But I, I appreciate, although the comments are lovely, we are talking about you. You're in the spotlight, so this is your show. Oh, I know, but I'm a coach, and so I love when people are in alignment with what they're here to do, and I can just feel that with you. But well, we can already you, tell Robin. why you're successful you. at this because instant conversationalist, <laughs> and that is a lost art. That is a lost art. And I want to jump in because this show is called Energy Matters. And Anna, something mm -hmm. about you is your energy. And we had a great conversation this week and you um, oh, yeah. work with people, giving them the tools and you know the, mm -hmm. the reasons really why they should follow their inner voice, their intuition and the universe and energy, like everything about you. I, you and I just talked for so long. It could have been hours. And mm -hmm. I love what you do. Mm -hmm. I love what you offer to people. But start with your journey. How were, like, what did you do as a child? What did you think you were going to do as an adult? Oh, gosh. You know, it's so funny. I think that that's probably, I, I was always 
meant to be a coach. Um, and it took, it was a very windy road. Um, but I will say, you know, to what um, Ron said about conversationalist, I grew up the daughter of a Delta pilot. And I think that was a very, that, that really shaped me because I grew up flying standby. And we would go to the airport as a family of four. I'm, I'm 44 years old, so I was born in 1979. So I was, you know, flying standby in the age of like, I don't know, maybe there were computers. I don't remember exactly in the 80s, but like how you, like how nice you were to the gate agents meant like sometimes if you got on the plane or not, sometimes if you got in first class. Yes. And as a child, <laughs> yes, right? <indeed. laughs> as, a, as a child, um, my sister got airsick. So I would be put, like my parents would be with my sister and I would be by myself as like a four-year-old. Can you imagine you're sitting wow. in the first class and you have like a four-year-old sitting next to you? So that's where my parents taught me to be a conversationalist. Like, mm. are you traveling for business or pleasure? Like, can you imagine? Like, I can't imagine I have a four-year-old and I cannot imagine him saying this to somebody. <laughs> but, I, but I think that that's um, where the coach in me probably started, Robin, to, to come back to your original question. Um, and somewhere along the way, I started listening to other people and other people telling me what I should or should not do. And the way that I got to where I am was that about age 30, I found myself with a very, I am using air quotes, you can't see me, but air, I'll air quote it, I had a very perfect life. I had plenty of money. I lived on the Upper East Side in Manhattan. I had a great career. I had nice friends. I had a nice boyfriend. He worked at the Met. We went to fancy parties. All of the things that people said would make me happy. And I was deeply, deeply unhappy. Wow. And worse, worse yet, when somebody would say to me, well, do what makes you happy. I did not know what that answer was. I didn't even have a beginning. I knew what I didn't like, which was most of the things in my life, but I didn't know how to get to myself. And I hired a, a business coach because I was like, well, I know that my career is, is off. Um, and I hired this business coach and she kind of ninja moved me into, she actually taught me how to journal for six months. And wow. so I teach it because it literally like changed and I would say saved my life. Like my life would have been fine, but I would have probably been on an antidepressant a long time ago by now. You know, if I had kept going down the road I was on, I was not who I'm meant to be. Um, and so journaling for me has been a lifeline. It's a, you know, coaches and therapists and all of that are, are great. And I would say they can get you on the right track, but it's only when it's you doing the work that your life can really change and become what something that you love. Before we get ahead of ourselves, and, and this is a big part of it, but let's go back. Now that we're old friends, where did this unhappiness come from? Well, I was living in Manhattan and you know, it was really busy. So I was kind of addicted to the business. You know, I think it, it came from, I grew up in a family and there's nothing wrong with this, but I grew up in a family that like everybody worked hard. And so I remember early on wanting to be um, an interior designer or a teacher or something kind of in that realm in my, and I can remember hearing that I would never make much money doing that. And, and so I really should do something, you know, I should go be a lawyer. And um, so I think a lot of it came from like, I just never had the tools 
to, to and then we never had the conversation about like, well, what is it that you really enjoy? Like what, you know, I would, I would, um, and, and you can see this with kids, right? Um, I was always making stuff. Like I would always have a play that I was directing or a, a dance you know, performance. I was always the director. I was always bringing people together and making something happen. And then the minute it was happening, I was bored and I was doing something else, which makes, of course, for a serial entrepreneur, which is what I've become. Um, but it, but I was always like coaching and helping people, and and that's always who I was. But you know, that wasn't really brought out, not to my parents. You know, I mean, it it, it wasn't wrong that they did that. It just there wasn't really a framework for me to uncover what it was that would bring me delight. And I think that you can live a life of delight that's still very successful and, um, and lucrative. So when you say journaling saved your life, were there mm-hmm. writing prompts or was it open-ended write in a journal every day? Like t- talk about what that yeah. looked like. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I, I'm starting to, to give journal prompts, um, but that's not what I was ever given. So I do open-ended journaling. Um, and I was, you know, when I started working with this coach, it was um, six months. And um, she worked specifically with pharmaceutical sales reps. So she knew how to incentivize us, which was this. If I didn't write every single day for six months, three pages, which takes me about 45 minutes, I owed her $10,000. Wow. That's incentive. Right. It's incentive. And there was no way I was paying for a coach that I was also going to have to pay $10,000 at the end. Like there was no way I can remember writing up until 1159 at night just to get like the, (laughs) the, you know, because I am a really, I I do really like to be a good student. I think she knew that about me. Um, So she set it up in such a way that I could win. And that, you know, I, I've always been a bit competitive and against myself. So that was really helpful. And so you um, started discovering and, the things that you didn't love? Yeah. So so what I attribute journaling to, and it's specifically when it's three pages, a lot of it is just garbage, right? Do you, do you journal, Robin? I try, but I, I don't stick with it. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But if I had to pay someone $10,000, I would. would. I would journal. You would. Yeah. So here's what what starts to happen. I, I equate journaling to like it's like you're um you're sh- you're shining a mirror, and there's just a lot of crud on the mirror. So a lot of the the first pages, the first amount of time um, with your journal, it's just a lot of crap. Quite honestly, it's not stuff that you know. It's a to do list. It's something that somebody said, and why did that annoy me or whatever. But you eventually get to a fatigue of of the of the negativity of the judgment it's a lot of judgment in my pages um, of myself of others of situations of everything but it's mostly of myself um and eventually i get to something quite sweet that i really feel like is almost like the nectar that i'm looking for and that's something sweet is like the way that i would speak to myself if i were a child like Honey bunches, why do you think you have to get it right the first time? Honey bunches. I love it. Yeah, honey bunches or sunshine. My dad would always call me sunshine. Aww. Sunshine, why are why are you so hard on yourself? What if what if we just let ourselves play a little bit today? And it's like this really and that's why Robin I coach to three pages. Now, 
in the holiday class that I'm offering, I'm, I'm only having people do one page a day because I know that it's important to meet people where they are and the holiday season is a lot of, you know, new commitments on the calendar um, that we don't normally have. Like, you know, time is very precious. Um, but then in January, I have a, a class that I'm offering called Journaling to Love Your Life. And that's a proper three pages. And every person that I've ever coached, and I've been coaching this for about five years now, has said something happens in the last 10 minutes. Where it's like you eventually, you eventually tire of the garbage talk, of the stress, of the anxiety, of the judgment, and something else comes out. You can call it God. You can call it the universe. You can call it just the sweet inner voice of yourself. Um, but that's what started to come out in my pages. So do you and share these? That started, I'm sorry. Keep going. I no, go ahead. You. Do you share these on well, a... Just, in a group session or with, is there a way to connect the journaling outside of themselves or they reflect internally and you talk about just overall general concepts? In Are you class? talking about in the classes mm -hmm. or, yes. or what in particular? Yeah. So um, I haven't taught the holiday class yet. That's going to start um, this coming week, the week of Thanksgiving. Um, but I do coach, and this is what I've always coached. Um, I coach a 12-week program. It's, you know, $3,000, so it's for people that are really looking to make an investment in themselves, and that is a small container. I usually have about 10 people in it. Um, nobody shares what they've written in particular, but as breakthroughs start to happen, now there are a lot of breakdowns, and I love breakdowns because, you know, just like the end of a rainstorm, there's oftentimes a rainbow. When you have that breakdown, that's when a breakthrough can come. And I so that. I really hold people's hand through the process. And what's interesting about what you just said, Robin, is when people tell me that they lack consistency with journaling, it's for one of two reasons most frequently. It's either because you haven't hit the sweet spot just yet, so like you haven't gotten that nectar that I'm referring to of like, oh my gosh, of course I want to feel that again. But more frequently, it's that we write something we don't like. And that's almost always what I have people say to me. They're like, oh, I don't have time. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I've been doing it long enough to know, and I've done it myself, that we will write something that confronts us. And then we will say, oh, I'm just not consistent. Or, oh, I don't have time. Or it doesn't make a difference is another popular one. Um, and it's almost always because we just didn't like the rabbit hole we might have to go down. I love and that. That's what I really and I don't mean to I'm like feel, put you no, on the I'm spot. feeling I'm feeling <laughs> let me lay on the couch. Um yeah, I love I know, this. I, <laughs> I and I will say that that is my my I guess excuse I'm using my air quotes now um is totally. that I'm I'm not getting anything out of this. Like it felt like right. it was a chore right. because right. to your point I was doing all the the junk. Like well today was na -na 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 -na, and it it's yeah, like, why, exactly. why am I writing sure, that? I have, I, I have laundry I to do. Totally. Um, so right. I, exactly. first of all, <laughs> thank you for that. I'm going to maybe give it another You're try. Um, and yeah. I, do you recommend hand, like pen and to paper or are 100%. we journaling in, yeah. in our, in our computer? No, no to the computer. Okay. I, I love it. that. Trust me. I, I love wish that. it worked. Yeah. It doesn't work. That is I, so good to know. Work. 
because I love I've a good... I've been journaling like, for 15 mm, years. Beautiful. And I tried it. I had a coach who made me switch over to a computer because I was writing a book at the time. And she was like, I really need you to, to type it out. And I did. And I hated it. And I quit journaling. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I, I don't like, you just love a good, well, like holding it in your hand with a great pen oh, yeah. and cuddling up with a well, cup so, of tea? And, yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. So I yeah. coach that you journal first thing in the morning. Okay. Preferably before you get your hands on your phone. Okay. I'm going to do this. Which is really hard. That's a hard one for people. Yeah. They're like, wait, what? I'm like, I know. But see, the thing is, you we get confused and you open your phone and then you get information that's not yours. It's not like, especially if you open social media, it's like, that's not for you to know right now. What I'm looking for is your deep inner little voice. The like three-year-old that just wants to play. And the less you have to clean out, the faster you can get to the good part. The nectar. I love this. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What's, what's fascinating. So I, oh, mm-hmm. I was going to give you a compliment, but go ahead. Keep talking. Oh. Oh, please. I'm all for, I'm all for <laughs> Yeah, let's pause. Go ahead, What's Ron. fascinating is, listen, I'm, I'm as much an audience member as I am somebody whose voice you hear every once in a while. I find this fascinating because a lot of people claim to do what you do, but I can already tell you're operating at a different level. And, and one of the things you Thank mentioned you. is having these breakthroughs. And I'm mm-hmm. guessing that's a regular part of what it is you do and it wouldn't be successful without that breakthrough and 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 that's probably yeah. a big difference between your course and the other wannabes is you're pushing and looking for that very specific mm-hmm. outcome and you're not successful unless you get it so there's obviously a mm-hmm. a direction you have to follow that to me is is a big uh, differing agent in all of this is that is that a fair enough assessment yeah, it is. You know, I have somebody that I'm coaching right now um, in, in a group environment, but she and I have worked together before. She's done coaching programs with me before, so I was surprised to see her show up again. And she said, you know, I'm just not consistent. And I was like, and she said she, said she wanted to level up, trying to level up in her life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I said, but you journal every day. She's like, yeah, I journal every day. And I was like, but what? And this is where I did start um, putting in journal prompts because I forget, because I've been doing it for so long, I forget that it can be um, confronting to take a look at the pieces of us that we would like to keep hidden. And when we are hiding pieces of ourselves, we're not fully embracing or loving all of the parts of us. And I believe that we need the darkness as much as we do the lightness. We need contrast in our life. We need to work through a problem in order to feel the success. So once I can start to unravel that with somebody and have them feel like they're not going to die if they write the really bad things, right? Um, then that's where the breakthrough really is, Ron. Is that like you, you have to be willing to be so vulnerable. And even though it's a journal, and we think that it's just for us, there can be some real fear that people have of it being um, read one day or seen by anybody. Um, And, you know, people have, you know, plenty of trauma around that where, you know, a parent has read something that they've written or worse yet, I had somebody who had read something that their parent had written negative about them, which I mean, you know, I'm going to have a huge bonfire 
when I die. Of all my <laughs> like I never want anyone to read about the dumb 10 pounds I've been trying to lose for 30 years. <laughs> like whatever. Um, because I, I just think that like <clears throat> we have so much like shame and regret and fear. And if we're willing to just look at it and then, and then get to that love and acceptance, that's where the breakthrough is. And this client is, is now in, in my current program. We're in um, the seventh week of a 12 week program and she's been going to the places and she just left her job and bought a new car and is starting a new business and like all the things, but it was only like, it was pretty rough. Like it was not a good time for her for a few, you know, for a few sessions, maybe even a few weeks. But because I teach in a community of like everybody cheering you on, that's what really helps people keep going, Robin. Because like if you're writing stuff and you're not getting there, but then you hear every week, to keep going and other people having breakdowns and breakthroughs that spurs us to keep to keep the action going. Absolutely. You're inspiring me right now. I mean just talking to you and I want to also <laughs> say how much I love your website because you are the most like mm. you've exposed yourself in this vulnerable beautiful way by showing people that you, you are doing what you're you're truly doing what you're asking them to do on your website. Mm. You know, for our listeners, please go and check it out annakmorris.com, the about section. She tells her story. And I mean, it's deeply emotional. You admit Mm -hmm. your rock bottom, how it felt, your decisions, Mm -hmm. what people have done to you. Like this Mm -hmm. to me is the epitome of a coach is to show your own vulnerability and your Mm -hmm. own progress. And I just thank you for that. And, um, you know, for nudging me, I am going to start journaling again, (laughs) pick it up and not give up when it feels useless. Robin. I have a holiday course you can join. Ooh, tell us about it. <laughs> tell us about that. Um, well, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, because I journal every day, I know myself really well. <clears throat> and that little sweet voice was like, don't you, don't you just want to help people through the holidays? And the, the other part of me is like, no, I really don't. Can you just leave me alone already? Like, <laughs> I'm busy. aren't I doing enough? And yeah, I'm busy. Um, but then that little voice would say, right, but like, wouldn't it be so great? And don't you, don't you have things that can really help people? And wouldn't it feel so good to help people know that it doesn't have to be the way that they think it is? It doesn't have to be stressful and overwhelming and, you know, up against your budget and like all of the things, all of the Christmas parties people think they have to go to, like, it actually doesn't have to be this way. And I know this because I've transformed the holidays for myself. I, I can only teach from my own experience. Um, and so because of that, because I kept writing about it in my journal, that's what I love about journaling. I, I want to add this. What I love about journaling as opposed to like yoga or meditation, which I'm also trained in, and I do, um, but there's something about journaling that makes action happen and when you write it enough times and i'm sure you've discovered this robin you've got like so many businesses and so many passions don't you eventually take action when it keeps showing up absolutely so when you write about it enough times in your journal you eventually get sick of writing about it and you'll go make a phone call or you'll go sign up for the class or go for the run or whatever it is that you've been avoiding. So that's really the genesis of the holiday class. I'm like, 
I know that if people are in a community, and I'm, and that's a, something that I'm especially good at, like I don't know how it happens exactly, but like the right people always show up and then they meet each other and support each other and I partner people up because I can just see who needs to be with each other. Um, and that's really what the holiday course is about. It's helping people reframe their holiday season. So do we have enough time if I want to take you guys through a little example? Well, how much time do you need? And I'll tell you how much we have left. I think we can do it in about three minutes. Uh, all right. Can you do it in two? <laughs> I can do it in two. Do it in two. Awesome. Go. Go. How fast you are. Go. Okay. Okay. So here it is. This is your holiday anchor that I'm looking for. I want you guys to close your eyes. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. But you guys, Robin and Ron, close yep, your eyes. They're closed. And I want you to remember your favorite holiday memory. I want you to go back. It could be as an adult. It's likely as a child. I want you to go back to that place. I want you to feel what you were feeling. What did it smell like? Who was there? What did it sound like? What were you wearing? And do you have your feeling? Do you have your memory? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, what was the feeling? Put aside what it looked like. I want you to go for, and I want you to each give me three or four words. Robin, you'll start. Of what did it feel like? Um, eager, um, excited, and um, overwhelmed. Those are good. Okay. Tells a little story okay, of my family. Well, how about you? Um, satisfaction. Uh, love and um, uh, good fortune or fortunate. That's better. Fortune. Okay, perfect. Okay, this is great, guys. So, Robin, yours, are those feelings that you want to recreate for the holidays? Uh, not the overwhelm, but eager. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, eager. Yeah. Eager. Okay. So, said a different way, what is it? Like, would it be maybe peaceful? Yes. Peaceful, and I want Ron's kind love. Of what I'm healing. I want love. Peaceful and love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because sometimes, this is a great, I love that you said that, Robin, because sometimes our memories, um, while they're very present for us and it was positive, the feeling underneath it isn't actually what we want to recreate, right? So, like, you don't want to recreate overwhelmed. Right, Anna, and we got 30 though, like, seconds. I hate to yeah. rush you. Okay. Okay. So, peaceful and love. And then, Ron, you're going to be looking for that feeling of love, and good fortune. Absolutely. And so it really, it doesn't matter what's actually happening. You're going to look to feel more of the feeling. I love that. And this is so good. That's what the course is all about. This is beautiful. And it starts Wednesday, me. November 22nd. Yes, right before Thanksgiving. This is cool. Everything's recorded. Could so not be more of a perfect segue. All right, AnnaKMorris.com, A-N-N-A-K-M-O-R-R-I-S. Anna, great guest. You've been listening to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love your feedback at TheLearningRing.com where you can also reach out to Robin with questions or comments and even chance to win fabulous prizes. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.